Ladies and gentlemen, the day is finally here. The guest you have all been waiting for. I am your host, Rico, and one does not simply bring on a guest of such magnitude without his right-hand man. So, Marcus, help me in welcoming my SBZ brother, the headshot honcho, the collector himself, Omar, a.k.a. the Big Booty Daddy. What's up, Omar? What's up, Marcus? What's up, How's it going? What's up? How's it going? How's it going? And the, no, the one and only, baby. The one and only. Marcus <laughs> knows. Right. Marcus knows. It's it's and it's such a big deal because we've been we we've talked about Omar a lot. And when it comes to and you didn't mention it, Rico. I think the first time in, in a podcast a while back, you mentioned the guy who cracks heads, and we knew we were talking about. And I was like, no, but we're not gonna say his name. We're not gonna say his name. Well, that was that was a long time ago. I'm talking maybe like 10, 11 months ago, almost a year. But we finally have him, Omar Contreras. This is the guy who cracks heads when it comes to shooters. And again, this is the only time I'll ever say something like this when, it, when I'm behind this mic. This is the guy you want. This is the guy you want on your team, man. <laughs> so, how's it going, Omar, man? How, how's how's how you been? How's it going? Are you ready? How, how do you feel? Pretty good. Pretty good. I've been good. And about time you acknowledge me as the big man, <laughs> booty daddy. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. So, so ladies and gentlemen, that's the podcast. You heard it here first. Marcus has acknowledged Omar, and that's all there is that's, to it. That's all. That, that's going to be the highlight. SBC. That's going to be the highlight. After, after, right, we're done, after we're done with all this and we're off the podcast, Omar is going to let me forget it. He's going he's gonna to mention it every single time we're playing something. Oh, remember what you said? Remember what you said? So you can, you can already take that to the bank. So, But yeah, nonetheless, yeah, but our podcast today is going to be not about cracking heads or shooters or anything like that, but something that i find very very passionate about and i'm actually it's it's funny because it 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 gets exciting it's fun to do and omar had tried and and i remember omar's first journey when he started collecting trying to figure out what he liked what he enjoyed started off with some sports cards and stuff but then it manifested and it it manifests it changes into exactly what it is you want to do and omar has for lack of a better word become a collector and he's he's acquired quite the collection in recent months and he'll send me pictures and i geek out over it man because it's a lot of fun especially when you get stuff in pristine condition and good boxes and things like that but i'm gonna go ahead and and, and uh give it to rico let rico, rico does have a few questions in play we're gonna kind of go off these questions and obviously these are open-ended questions so they might lead to something else so we might go off on a tangent but nonetheless um, it is revolves around collecting, so we're gonna strap in and get ready because we're gonna talk about all kinds of collections. So, Rico, yeah. So uh, you mentioned it's gonna be about collecting. So, Omar, I present you with the first question: uh, What got you into collecting? Is it uh, is this more of a recent thing? Did you have things you collected as a kid? Uh, you know, Marcus mentioned sports cards. I know you you were into the sports cards. Uh, a while back i think you do still have some if i'm not mistaken uh so what kind of got your interest where did it start and uh how has it evolved into what what it is that you're collecting now uh i started with sports cards as marcus knows i started with sports cards and what, what got me into that was was my dad had a collection of sports cards that he had and when he was he passed away and he he pretty much uh was that pretty much took the cards and I was real looking through them, like, like I, I was so intrigued of, like, damn, this thing was made back in the 90s, like, it's in good condition, and I started looking up stuff on, on the internet, of course, eBay, and they, they will go for a pretty good, 
amount of money. Did you, did, did you ever sell any of them? No. I would never no. sell my dad's cards. Oh, your dad's cards. The, and, the, uh, to be more precise, they're basketball cards, yeah? Basketball, baseball. Basketball and, and baseball. And football. Mm. Football cards, too. Yes. Dang, I didn't know he had football cards. What, what, mm-hmm. what kind of football cards did he got? Or what's the best of each sport, do you think, do you have? The best? I'll like, say... Off the, off the top of your head. First one you think of. For football, he has a rookie card of Bill Belichick. Wow, that's that's what I, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yes, he has a rookie card, Bill Belichick, and I saw he was going for about seven hundred at that time. When I think he was with the Browns, right? He was with the Browns. I I, I couldn't tell you. I I couldn't I tell think, you, but yeah, I'm not we know familiar. we we know who Bill Belichick is. Um, obviously, he I think one of his last tenures was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Um. But a rookie card. Oh man, I wonder. Yeah. Wait, what year was that? Do you do you happen to remember more or less what time? I would not know at all. I don't know much about Bill Bill, Bill Belichick, but hey, but that's still cool, dude. Like Bill Belichick. That's, that's that's awesome. And it was in good condition. Yes. God, it was in really good condition. Dan, you had, did you store it and stuff like that? Did you put it away? Oh, of course, I did. You mentioned you mentioned too that some of them are from back in the nineties. You were born in the nineties too. So are yes. some of them? Probably could be older than you. Oh, a lot of them. Most of them. More, All of them. Yeah, majority. Uh, uh, his cards are are probably more older than me, of course. But I had yeah. in the mix of some of my cards because we would go to local card shops back mm-hmm. in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, we would go buy football cards in particular because we're kind of like in football. I was in elementary. We'll do PB football. My yeah. brothers are in middle school. Middle school football. So we're all football right now, and plus we will go buy cards. My mom will go to the mall, we'll go shopping, we'll go to the little local stores, and we'll buy football cards. And I was a big Emmett Smith fan, so everything I found Emmett Smith, I tried to buy it. Well, yeah. I, to, I convinced I my dad to buy it. Do you, do you have any Emmett Smith like football cards? Man, was of course I'm a kid. At that time, I didn't really yeah. take care of my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, we all been there. <laughs> uh, I didn't really take care of my stuff. A, a regret of us all, like going back, especially like in the last couple of years with like the Pokemon cards coming back into like the fold and stuff like that and being so valuable. You know, everybody like swears, like, yeah, I used to have a Charizard when I was young. I no, I wish I would have taken care of it and stuff yeah, like that. Every, so, everybody yeah, everybody said that. Dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Everyone has had a Charizard. Yeah, yeah everyone has had one. No. Mint, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. So, it started, it's so, so you say it started with sports cards. Where did it go from there? Did did it was it just a gradual thing? Did you stick to that, or did uh, sports cards fall off, and then you transition to some some other things, or how did that how did that journey move? Well, I would go to our Walmart here, right next to my house. It sells sports cards, but I, but every time I went, there was nothing. There yeah. was nothing. It was nothing, and repeated, repeated, repeated. And uh, it's nothing. And I started like, man, like, to be fair, bother? yeah. To be fair, if I remember correctly, you got into collecting when, like, it was it was that craze where literally there, you couldn't find any product on any shelves. This included Pokemon, uh, uh, sports cards, 
uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! even one time was kind of, you know, product was flying off the shelves. So you kind of got into it and you're looking for the new stuff when it was just non-existent, right? So you were always having to look yeah. on, like on eBay and um, kind of like at local car shops, but people were charging an arm and a leg for um, mm -hmm. singles and stuff like that. So where did it go? What what got you in? What got you to where you're going next? So after after cards or, or what led to that? <clears throat> um uh, was I, I was at work i'm at work i have a lot of time in my hands <laughs> and since i'm an iss teacher or whatever but uh i have a lot of time in my hands and i started like going through uh on my phone instagram or tiktok or something and i'm not i know a lot of people are not a fan of this guy but the the i don't know his, i forgot his name is uh he sells retro games, but a lot of people don't like him because he doesn't refurbish his stuff correctly. Oh, uh, DK Oldies? Uh, there you go, DK Oldies. I started yeah. watching his stuff, and it got me like thinking of all the times we had. I had a lot of times with Rico a lot and when we were kids, and playing 64 and a whole bunch of other Segas and all this other stuff. And mm -hmm. I kind of remembered all the good times we had, and then I started looking... I don't know what my first console was. I, I don't remember. I was about to ask. Do you do you at least remember your first purchase? Your first, like that you bought yourself. Your first um, uh, purchase that you made as for your collection. My first purchase. My do first purchase. I, I remember. I, yeah, I remember. I, I sent you a message. Remember about the sixty four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was your first purchase. The, the that was my first console? purchase. First purchase, and also when. We were cleaning out the closet, I mean the closet, the garage, uh, and I found the SNES that we had, and I found our Sega, and that's and what like, I, I connected it, I turned on, except my SNES, it didn't turn on, but it turned on, but it didn't give me a black screen, I didn't want to fix it, I fixed the Sega, and from there, I put in a game that we had, and it was over, I it just took off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you went down the rabbit hole. You never looked back, huh? Yeah, how so that was my original. How long ago was that? Because you started sending me pictures on a whim, and, and and I remember you asking, and you kind of got started getting into eBay and doing all those things. And you said you started sending me pictures on a whim and stuff like that. I don't remember how long ago it was. Um, and, but now, you, obviously, you you've been able to. You're, you're a lot more comfortable with eBay and Macari, and I think you're, right now you're you're on what's not uh, what not quite a lot, right? Yes. What so. Dang. So it's, how, how long ago was that, more or less? you remember? Because you've been collecting for a few months already. The Sega? How long, how long, how long, when did you, how long has it been since you first started or your first purchase? My first purchase was probably around the end of school in May. May? Oh, so it's only been two months. Two months? Two, three months? Something like that, maybe. Yeah, and, 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 and again... I know you kind of got into just now it's uh, retro games, old games. And I know you mm -hmm. like to collect the complete inbox games and I'm not by hey, for good reason too, man. If you didn't have, if you didn't have a great game, complete inbox in pristine condition, do you call yourself a real collector? You know what I'm saying? And Omar gets it. And, and, and again, and, and Omar kind of, you know, and I'll ask him well, how much and he kind of, well, you know, is what I, hey, I ain't going to judge you, baby, because I know exactly what it's worth. I know, I know exactly just the, the satisfaction it brings you and the good thing about it. And, and I mentioned it. Um, if you ever decide to like resell it, you can always, you, you can either get more, 
you can get the same price. Very rarely will you sell it at a loss. And if you do, it's not going to be by a big amount. Obviously, unless, of course, you know, it's damaged or whatever. But the resale value and the investment in that is 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 good. I, I think so personally, because let's say you have, and Omar had just sent us a picture of, of Subaru RPG. No, I geeked out. I geeked out and I said, do that game. And it's getting re-released for Switch. But Omar has it. Great sticker on the cartridge. Great pristine box. I think overall value on, on something like that, $600. In 10, 15 years more, the more these things just sit on, the more expensive they get. So it, it's, a, it's a great hobby, man. And, and I'm, I was real happy when you kind of started getting something like that. Because I, I know the sports cards was kind of rough, right? Um, you still collect sports cards? I tried to. Uh, I got into it when the, the, little, the mellow ball era, when he was a rookie. And okay. plus, those those boxes were non-existent anywhere to find those st- boxes. Do you still buy? Do you still buy boxes at, at Walmart? Because now you'll find like Don Russ uh, at Walmart. I, and I only know Don Russ and Prism because I don't know anything about sports cards. But uh, do you still buy product and stuff like that? Right now, no, because it's, it's there's no all... rookie that's wow, well, like up, outstanding. This uh, one, uh, this, up, this upcoming, this one, upcoming one. These ones, yeah, upcoming one. I was gonna say, I was like, hey, hey, hey. So we, we don't speak his name out loud because those Spurs fans get a little, they'll come out of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the this this coming up is gonna be a, a lot of scalping again. It's just, people are just gonna grab them all off the shelves and resell yeah. them for triple what they're worth. And man, it's, I don't want to deal with that. It's going to be a historic card, I'm sure, because it's going to be the biggest bust in draft history. Oh. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Oh, dang. Oh, Real man. hater. Real Don't hater. He went to Spurs. Hey, dude. And, it, and, it's, and it's funny because I know, well, Daniel will listen to our podcast every and more often than not. And so if Daniel's listening to this, you heard here first, Daniel. It's the biggest bust in NBA history. You heard here first, baby. Yeah. So I know Marcus is a little bit more of a collector and we do have a few like in our group. I the only thing I do collect is like Pokemon games, because if you listen to our podcast at all, you know that that's what I'm into. Um, Marcus collects uh, a good couple of things. I know uh, Alex also has a little bit of uh, quite a collection as well. He does do some of the sports cards, uh, Pokemon cards. He does do gaming, too. So uh, every collector. Has what they call their baby, right? Your baby, the, the, the piece of, your, of all your pieces, right? <laughs> if you had to name what your baby is in your collection, uh, and you can, you can put different ones in terms of like your sports cards, what is your baby? In terms of your consoles that you've collected, what is your baby? In terms of the games you have, what is your baby? What would be your answers to those? For consoles, I'll say my... I will go with my Sega Dreamcast, complete and boxed. I don't know why I got so attached to it. I've never owned one when I was a kid, but I, I got it, and I just fell in love with it. I don't know why. I think the the design of it looks nice. I don't know. It looks mm-hmm. nice and sleek. Hey, there's sometimes you can't put you know reasons behind it, but the fact that it's a Sega Dreamcast, I had no idea you were gonna say Dreamcast. You know, a lot of times people say the more popular ones, S64 usually yeah. is one of the ones. Super Nintendo being the other one, but nobody says you know uh, Xbox. Nobody says DS. Like I, I love I and I think we had asked a while back. I kind of mentioned my Game Boy Advance and GameCube, but for your Dreamcast and having never owned one, and you yeah. did buy. I think you did buy Power Stone Part One. 
Yes. They see which, and again, there are a lot of games on Dreamcast that you can really not play anywhere else. I know Power Stone Part 1 and 2 being one of the few there. Um, but what about your your go-to or your baby for your, because what else? You have your your retro games. Um, what, what's your baby for your retro games? Whether you just purchased or something you held on to. I have two. By and all both, means. They're both in mint condition. Like I, I've sent pictures of, to you both of, of them. It's uh, the Batman, the Joker Returns game for NES mm-hmm. and the Super Mario RPG. Those, oh, those are my best condition RPG. games. Yeah, both both very recent as well, right? Yes. Very, very recent. I know a while back and you sent pictures of the different games because I think you said that sometimes you'll get like a bundle or something. Elmar did <laughs> have a Japanese Zelda uh, game. And again, anything Zelda, that's that's kind of more, more or less on my alley. And it's funny that you kind of got into the whole vintage collecting. I had asked Omar a question, kind of like why and stuff. Um, when I first started collecting, it was, strangely enough, old games. So a very similar way kind of happened. Um, but I realized that it wasn't the game that I wanted. It was just having access to play that old game. So, you know, I had Skies of Arcadia. I had, um, um, what you call it, uh, Batten Kaidos for the for the GameCube. I had, a, I had a bunch of old games. I had a Super, Super Nintendo. Um, I did have Super Mario RPG at one point. I had Paper Mario Complete Unboxed for the N64. Um, I sold those because to me it was kind of just like, well, now I have access to play. I can play however. And so I kind of sold them off. The only things I I do have that are still classic, I do have my Game Boy Advance games, Complete in Box, uh, Zelda, Mega Man. I have the my my N64 Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. I do own every single Zelda game, Complete in Box, from the from the very first one all the way to the end. The ver- the first two aren't the box isn't in good condition, but the game is. Um, I never went back and really bought them, but I do own every game, Complete in Box, and like. That that's that's mine. Regardless of all the pops, all the cards, all the figures, just all the I I I have a huge collection. My first ever purchase was the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time in the Collector's Edition box, and that I will that's gonna stay with me forever because that obviously that's my game and stuff like that. But um, you said what else? You also said you had your little your card collection, right? Your you have a prize possession for those cards. I really never looked into it, like as a, much as I'm looking into retro gaming. No, I, I've never looked into what's my price possession of a card. I have. And so, you did you did mention your your well your dad had a vast collection. Um, what the you you talked about? And I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. The Bill Belichick rookie card, which I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a whim and say that that's a pretty good little prized collect collector piece right there. Uh, what about basketball? A basketball card. Basketball card. Uh, right now, I don't have anything. No, I, no basketball. Larry Bird. Your dad didn't have a Larry Bird card. Yeah, yeah, Larry Bird cards, yeah. but they're they weren't the best. I guess you can say right now. Imagine, uh, imagine your dad yeah. had hidden away a Larry Bird rookie card. Pristine all. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say I remember you a while back sending me some pictures of like some uh, some Le- quite a few Larry Bird cards. I want to say there was some Michael Jordans in there too, and out oh, of yeah. nowhere in that group of cards that you sent me, there was a Dirk Nowitzki card, and I was like, "Your dad had great taste." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. It was a rookie card of Dirk. Yeah, Nowitzki. yeah. I remember that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was a. 
don't call me. I th- I think it was upper deck at that time. Uh, yeah. it was a he had like his little piercings, his little long hair that he had. Yeah. The, the shag, shaggy Dirk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, was Upper Deck? Well, I'm assuming this was a early 2000s rookie card, right? Yes. Don't quote me on Upper Deck. I don't. I, don't, I mean, oh no. What other? I don't. I don't know if there's any other because there's Upper Deck and like Prism and I don't. Again, I, the sports card is probably the one card just thing that I'm not familiar with at all because there's just so many. But I'm wasn't Upper Deck like the premiere? In the nineties, like yes, late 90s? I believe so. What is? I think what, it was real popular. Huh. So I'm kind of curious as to what a card like that might go for. That's interesting. You, you know, did you sort through all that collection? Because I know you had bought a collection off. Uh, Rico had sold you some cards, and did you kind of? You never got around to sorting any of that, or did you? A little bit. I I got actually Rico had a Bill Belichick a rookie card, but it was kind of a little banged up from the corners, but. He had the exact same cards that my dad had. Oh, nice. It was actually, my dad had three of them. Three built <laughs> the same cards of those cards. Dang. And of course, you know, cards back then were cheap yeah. compared to oh, yeah. today. Yeah, yeah every, every, everybody's a, a connoisseur right now. And, yeah. and I guess the difference is, you know, people buying to resell, people collecting just to collect. But then there's people who really do have attachment to a lot of their pieces and again sometimes it gets a little too crazy i know one of the things was like i i used to collect i still do um but i've calmed down a lot as far as like funko pops and stuff like that there was a point where i had maybe like four or five hundred and it got to the point where i I had to complete the set for certain like pops right because i'm a huge anime guy and so if a my hero pop came out dragon ball z pop came out i just had to have it to to make sure the set stayed completed um so it kind of transformed and it kind of became a little obsessive to the point where i was kind of like dang you know it, it was really kind of putting a hurt just in space more so than anything else and obviously i kind of got rid i think now i'm down to like 180 uh but these are the ones i no longer want to complete the set just my character so kind of transformed into that which well obviously cards I, I do collect a lot of cards on my card collection um you asked about um like one of your prize possessions as far as cards i do own every single english full art trainer card that has come out for pokemon that binder by itself because there's 380 some trainer cards is probably valued between five to like eight nine thousand dollars um total so i was kind of tripping myself out like damn that was one hell of an investment because a lot of those cards i bought when they're like 20 30 bucks and they skyrocketed to about 300 400 a piece even some pokemon cards that i have there are about two or three hundred came out of nowhere i just saw this recently so i was mind blown crazy 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 that's crazy so so uh getting back to your collection omar I asked about uh, what got you into it. I asked you about what your what piece is your baby. Before we get into the next question, what what consoles and what games do you have in your collection that you can what think of just off the top of your head? Yeah, just just that you can think of off the top of your head. It doesn't have to be every single thing because I know your collection is getting it's growing by the day. But uh, w- w- just uh, to throw out there, what are some of the things that you have? As of right now, I have. Super Mario Bros. 2 and 3. The Super Mario RPG, Mario Party 3. They're all complete in box. Uh, 007. Complete nice. in box. The Yoshi's Cookie. 
Uh, what else? I have Mario Kart uh, complete in box. I have a Game Shark complete in box. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is wow. cool. A Game Shark? Where'd you get that? I wanted on uh, what's not, uh, what not, uh, <laughs> hey, that's a awesome. mystery bag. Mystery bag. Wow. Is mystery bag free? How'd that work? I know you can win stuff. I've never won anything. How'd that work? It's a bidding. You bid and it starts like at a dollar and you, the highest bidder gets a, you choose a number on the board. It's like one through 50 and you choose, let's say 30. And uh, he pulls out the envelope, looks for number 30, pulls it out and whatever you get in the envelope, you get. Wow. Nice. Whole nice. big production. Yeah. I actually no, got, go ahead. I actually got a Pokemon stadium. The one I showed you guys, Rico, and mm-hmm. I actually got Pokemon Stadium from like that. And I just bought the box by itself and completed it. Nice. Yeah. I know a lot of those whatnot guys, they, they tend to put on the show, man, for a good reason, because they want people to buy their stuff. But when it comes to like winning and stuff like that, so you won, you won the Pokemon Stadium and you won the Game Shark like that? Uh, yes. And I actually won a GameCube. Dang. Um, it, was a smash, <laughs> it, it was a Smash tournament at the end. The, you choose you choose your number, you get the envelope, you get your prize or whatever. They show it to you, yay, whatever. And then um you at the end you choose a you choose a character. And I chose Ike. And uh it's a tournament, so boom, there you go. It's Ike, a C- like C- CPU CPU battles? Exactly. Okay. CPU battle and what's the 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 stream was lasting like five hours, six, four hours. So I left <laughs> and I came back and I get a message saying that, hey man, you won the tournament. Uh, congratulations. I'll be sending your GameCube to you. I went back to the recording because what's not, they record everything. And you can go back and watch it. So I watched the end of it. <laughs> Ike won the whole thing. I was like, oh, damn. I, I, I won that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, those are three big wins right there, man. Especially that tournament. What a what a what an exciting way to do it. That that that's really cool to have a little tournament like that. I know we I know we would do something similar like where we would pick the pick numbers and stuff like with the Royal Rumble with wrestling. Uh, yeah. We ha- we haven't done that in the last like what year or two? It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't done it here as of late, but I remember that was always fun because you don't know you really don't know what who's going to come out on top, but that's pretty cool. Uh, what, what, how about consoles? What consoles do you have? Uh, I have the SNES, the NES, the Dreamcast, I have the Sega Genesis, Nintendo 64, um, a GameCube, another GameCube, a Wii, uh, Xbox Original, Sega Saturn, the PS2. I actually have a, to throw into my, Prize possession. I have a Pikachu Jap- uh, Japanese, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. the orange one, and it, yeah. come, and it came with a complete unboxed uh, the controller also an extra controller of the part of the Pikachu edition. The I orange think, one. I think a better question would have would have been asking, yeah. what's your next purchase? Well, <laughs> before before we get off before we get off of the the his collection thing, so. Does this? Are there any consoles that you're missing? Whether the PlayStation's, the the uh, you know the Sony consoles, the Xbox consoles, the Nintendo consoles. Is there anything you're missing? Am I I'm missing a Game Gear? I'm missing a Game Gear, the Sega 32X. Okay. 
the Sega Master. How far back do you intend on going? Like, are you going to buy like an Atari and stuff? Do you have an Atari? I'm definitely buying an Atari. Okay, and is there yes. is there one? Oh, man, there's they're not too expensive on on eBay actually. Complete Atari's box, not? it's not. They're about one fifty, one twenty. There was one more. There's a one more retro between the time of the Atari somewhere around there. I don't remember, but I know there's one. There's there's another one somewhere there. So you do plan on buying an Atari? Yes. And you're gonna buy what? Uh, I'm assuming the games are cartridges too, right? Yes. You're going to buy ping pong? The only one that matters. Yeah, if I can find it. Yeah, <laughs> of course I am. I think that was, if I'm not mistaken, ping pong, I think it was actually one of the first games ever because obviously it's just ping, ping, ping. If, if you ever played the uh, Mortal Kombat trilogy for the N64. Oh, that's what can, I was about to say. You can actually find the ping pong game. I forgot there was, a, it was like at the end of the match, you click something and you can actually play that ping pong game, that exact one on Mortal Kombat trilogy. So it's kind of, cool. yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. So, so I think up next where Marcus was kind of headed, what are the things that you are looking for right now? Or what is something that you want the most, like your next baby? Uh, what are the things you're looking out for right now? What I'm looking out for probably be the SNES Junior, the Super Mario RPG, the box edition. Okay. And uh, just to put it next next to the Super Mario RPG game box. See the box edition. Yeah, there's a SNES Junior has the RPG Super Mario and the RPG Yoshi. It's just some. It's a I guess the Super Mario RPG edition. If you, you look the, it up, it looks nice. Super Mario RPG. I don't think I've ever seen Super Mario. It's a, it's a, and it's a Super Nintendo. It's a, yeah, SNES Jr. Uh, SNES Jr. I've, I'm trying to find one. Did you find anything like that, Rico? No, I'm, I'm not seeing it. Is it Japanese or is it, is it here? It's here. Super a Mario. SNES Jr. I'm stumped. SNES Jr. Super Mario RPG. And what is the what's the difference? It's just a different design. It's like a little a, smaller. Somewhat of like a special edition. Okay. Yeah, like a mid, like, and they, uh, like you know the original Xbox, and then they throw in something in the middle. Oh, is it then, a white box? No, it's. Black and red, I believe. Black and red, okay. Man, that sounds cool. Let me... I can actually send you a picture of it or whatever. Okay, but that's perfect. It, it, it looks amazing. I love it. <laughs> okay. So, so, you know, just a different addition to put side by side to add on to one of your other babies, which is the Super Nintendo Super Mario, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have also have Marvel's Capcom 2... Coming in for uh, the Dreamcast. Complete unboxed. Okay. Complete unboxed. Nice. Uh, uh, Super Mario, bro, uh, the first one coming in also. Talk about the one for the NES? Yes. Complete so unboxed? Yes, I'm going to finally son. complete one, two, and three. At this point, I'm not even going to ask if it's complete unboxed because I, at this point, I don't think Omar will ever buy anything that's loose. Unless, yeah. 
he plans to buy the box separately. That's the only way. But other than that, like, I, I, at this point, I'm expecting for the game to already be, you know. It's going to get completely It's going to get completely yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I need to stop asking the dumbass questions. <laughs> so, so if money was not an issue, what would be the thing you would go for, like, immediately? <laughs> what are you buying? Uh, Cause a, there's some there's some games out there that you see and you're like wow that looks cool and then you see the price and you're like oh not that cool it's unattainable <laughs> yeah Is I would say I would actually say it would be the game was not that great it was a uh, clay fighters sculptor oh, yeah. oh. I know exactly which one you're talking about yes now, the game is not that great but it's fun. Clay Fighters, I, I thought Clay Fighters was a, a super fun fighter game. I remember playing oh, that it game. Was. I remember playing that game so many times, man. Yeah. And you're talking, what you, you said, Sculptor's Edition, right? Yes. Or uh, Sculptor's Cut? One of those. Yeah, Sculptor's Cut. Sculptor's Cut, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's the one. Yeah, that, that one, uh, exact, immediately which, which game kind of came to mind. But I know a lot of the times, you know, I think. You can, because of credit, right? And I know now they have, I like PayPal does, um, you can pay for interest-free payments and stuff like that. I've purchased stuff like that. And mm -hmm. uh, I've made an expensive purchase. I, I made expensive purchases, you know, even in cards and stuff like that. And it's... I'm looking at the price. Wow. <laughs> how much is it going for? You're to scope, how, how much is it going for now? So I see one on eBay right now that is uh, 4499 yeah. This is a... Uh, Sculptor's Cut, Blockbuster, Exclusive, uh, Complete in Box, uh, N64. Then the one right under it is $150,000. <laughs> Sculptor's Cut, Blockbuster, Exclusive, Authentic, uh, N64, Complete in Box. Yeah. Uh, this next one is graded, and it is graded a 6. Again, everything the same, 64, Sculptor's Cut, again, graded a 6. Uh, I don't see by who, but uh, 16K, that one. So yeah, yeah, I mean, to, to Wada. Uh, I guess there's are they? Is that a, the company that it says Wada certified? W A T A certified. Yeah, that's, Yeah, those. Well, well, uh, that's the company that grades video games or computer box. Uh, remember the um, that Pokemon Yellow that got destroyed in customs? Mm -hmm. it's, it's same same people, if I remember correctly. Um, sculpt sculptors cut was actually. And it's funny he says it's actually one of the most rare, one of the rarest, most valuable N64 games just in general. It, it, it had the you say you mentioned Blockbuster, right? Uh, it was a Blockbuster rental, like exclusive. It was something you could only find at Blockbuster, mm -hmm. and they were that you can you can even find the, the sculptor's cut in stores for that reason. So the ones you see laying around were previously rentals. Think about it like that. So somebody you know either kept the game, never returned it. Or kind of got lucky and found it off off a bin or something like that. So, if you know, if you ever see a sculptor's cut, you might want to jump on that. Yeah, pick it up. So, like this would this sculptor's cut would probably be like having a in the Pokemon card world, it would be like having a Charizard, huh? It's similar. The old, least, the old school Charizard. Yeah, or at least one. Edition. At least yeah. one of the big. Yeah, any. It would definitely be in the first edition booster pack, to 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 give you some you know semblance of that. Okay. Uh, anything else that you would just like say, hey, I just got this. I won the lottery. What what else out there would you be buying, Omar? 
I would say every Nintendo 64 or <laughs> NES uh, game. All the, the games. <laughs> All, All the, the games. games. I, I just love the design of the box. Mm-hmm. It's just like the cardboard boxes. I that's it. Look, it looks way better than like the PlayStation 2s, the Xbox. Uh, it's not too impressive saying that. Oh, it's a complete box. Yeah, as a PS2 to me. Yeah, there like there's it, a lot more care plastic. that goes into those. Uh, yeah, there's a lot yes. more care that goes into those cardboard yes. things. So to you, that's peak design. That's that to me. I, that, yes. Hey, dude. Oh. I st- I don't I don't know if you remember ever getting your first N64, man. But I I used to, I remember getting our first N64, and it, it was like it's legit a core memory. So. You, and you said you would get every N64, every colored N64, complete in box? That's my goal. Yes. That, that's, your, that's his goal, Rico. That's that, meaning, goal. meaning it's only a matter of time. What are you talking about if money is not an option? Money is not an option, Rico. The whole goal thing leads me to like the last question that I'm going to throw out there in terms of collecting. What are your plans for your collection? Are you, do you plan to like, just uh, keep on going. Uh, what are some of your goals? Uh, are you going to make a display? Do you plan to do it like fully functional? Are you going to do a game room eventually? Like what, what's, what's the end vision for all, for all your things? For one, like the, I, I collect games, but of course I've never played all of them. Mm-hmm. And I probably never will. Like, I've never played Super Mario RPG. I would like to, but it just hurts my soul just to grab it, put it in the site, the, the system, yeah. and play well, it. By that token, again, you can always play Super Mario RPG uh, through emul- uh, emulators, even like the Wii U. You can, um, mm-hmm. I think the shop did close down, but Nintendo will always put up a lot of ways to actually play those old games. As a matter of fact, I know they are coming out with, and this again, I think I mentioned in a previous podcast, this is a theory of mine. They are re- going to release Super Mario RPG, the remake, right? Um, my theory is that I wouldn't doubt if they put Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo um, on NSO. I, I don't even, I, I'm pretty sure it's not on there. I may be wrong. Actually, it might have even been announced that it was going to be on there already. Um, but nonetheless, there will be other ways to play it. So if you ever want to play it, which I highly recommend you play some more RPG, it's an amazing, amazing game. You don't, ha- you don't have to take yours out of the box, so you can keep it in there nice and pretty and play it elsewhere. So you're set. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know some collectors have like a collection version, which they don't, don't touch, and they do have one for like functionality, one that they're going to play. Do you do that, or do you, have you done that for any of your games? That's like, exactly what I do, yep. That's exactly what you do. One to play, one for to display yes okay want to play windows display and then for ps2 like the games i want to collect also are silent hill too silent hill all silent hills okay i've never played on hill games but i've never there i've heard they're like good so i want to why, give it a try wh- why the silent hill games if you don't ask me I, that's kind of random I, I didn't peg you for a silent hill guy the gameplay of it and it looked fun. Like I don't know why that got my attention. Of course, you guys know me. I don't. I play a lot of shooters. I don't really go yeah, into yeah. adventure games a lot. Mm-hmm. But also, that's a a good 
thing to have is for your collection Silent Hill games for PlayStation 2s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that interests me. Like, why is it so valuable? Like, I want to try it out. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, as far as I understand, I think Silent Hill is supposed to be like the peak of the series. And um, um, I pretty sure that we're supposed to be getting a remake of part two and we're supposed to be getting possibly yes. a new silent hill game i know that they were they kind of came a lot back into mainstream in the last couple of years when they did that one uh it was like a demo but they called it like oh, pt oh Do yeah you remember I mean, that i remember oh, people man. went crazy for that demo that Nut. was only on playstation i believe so that was that that kind of brought silent hill as a whole back into like the limelight and people started talking about it like why aren't there more silent hills i want to play the old ones uh you know so if i if i'm not mistaken we're getting a new game and we're getting a remake or, or some remakes i'm not sure if it's just one or, or both but uh yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty cool that's that's a good yeah. uh that's a cool uh thing that you're going after there yeah silent hill man that's that's awesome so, yeah, but so go ahead go ahead uh, at the end of the day my goal final goal is to make a gaming room, of course, to display everything and uh, try to make it as pretty as possible. But as, as of right now, I don't have my stuff displayed because I have my little room. It's I don't have a lot of, I have an eight foot desk in here. I have my, uh, not display consoles, my loose consoles I can play here. And I have my, like all my complete unbox stuff in the, my brother's closet since he moved out. I moved it all in there. So, and my complete, my favorite games that I try to display them out here a little bit. I have, right now in display, I have 007, Super Mario RPG, Mario Party 3, Super Mario Bros. 2 and 3, and the the Batman game for NES. Half, but, half the fun, whenever you, whenever you have the space, is going to be displaying your stuff. As a collector... Yes displaying displaying my stuff is always just like i want to display you know my best pieces i want to display my most expensive pieces i want to display the stuff that is going to look pretty and again i you know the other half of my collection is in a binder format but even then my goal is and, and me personally i don't like to get my stuff graded but displaying your stuff in a way that's gonna you know ooh ah you know and just kind of really open eye popping type stuff man so you're gonna have a good time whenever you start displaying your collection and stuff like that and um you have you have protector boxes for everything right including your consoles no some of them like uh for my consoles a little bit i have a few i know those are a little those, hard to come by right those those big plastic boxes they're a little hard to come by but they're also expensive they're like 25 bucks yeah a, yeah a box i'm like golly <laughs> I know the uh, I've I've bought the Game Boy Advance ones and N sixty four ones and I think the N sixty four ones were like it's like a dollar a dollar low plastic box and the console ones the last time I checked was years ago and I think I saw it for like twenty five thirty how much did you say one was forty five bucks twenty five twenty five oh yeah that's about 25. right okay okay yeah yeah twenty five twenty five or forty five I said dang nah. <laughs> and, and I've only found them on eBay. I don't know why I can't find them anywhere else. If I do, I'm just not looking right. But for 25 bucks, yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah, eBay and Amazon are typically kind of um, where I look. And honestly, it's usually usually the same people. And strangely enough, a lot of them are even shipped sort of like through China or something like that. Um, 
But if you're actually looking for bucks like that, I know like AliExpress is actually a place out of China. If you're looking for just for something that that will put your stuff in boxes and kind of keep it safe there, I know they're kind of usually cheaper. And it's it's think it's the Amazon of China, and it takes about a month to get it. But if you want to find it a little bit cheaper and you don't mind, then that might be a way to go. But you're probably only going to refine them on eBay because actually I, I'm. I don't know how because there's even like Funko Funko boxes, the exact same type of box, but for for pops. I think people like make them out of an obviously right, but I think they they make up a certain way, and um, I don't think any big company has a name attached to these. I think that's my theory. I don't know, but it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like just to throw it out there, that I just popped in my head right now, and for the Dreamcast, I actually have a Sonic Adventure sealed. Sonic, dang! Sonic Adventure sealed. That was one of the when the Dreamcast came out. That was actually one of the um, launch titles, if I remember correctly. And that was mm-hmm. that's that's actually one of the games, one of the premier games to have on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure. Did Part Two ever release on Dreamcast? Yes. I know it did for the GameCube. Part Two did? did. Yes. Oh, those games, those games are awesome. Oh, it was awesome. I- that's because I want to display that on my Dreamcast games. Was I have Mario versus Capcom coming in, and then I have uh, Sonic Adventure Sealed, and then I have uh, Power Stone. I just missing Power Stone too, and those are pretty much the games that I wanted from Dreamcast. And I actually have two uh, copies of Power Stone. Really? So I, I might sell one of them. I don't know yet. Well, I mean, you can sell it, keep the better condition, sell the one that's not in good condition, and use it to buy something else. Oh, they're both mint. They're, they're oh, both. nice. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, well, okay, well, if you decide to sell one, obviously, no, and and I say this because, again, as a fellow collector, you say this because you know I I've had two copies of something. They're both mint, both mint condition, but mm-hmm. you're gonna favor one just a little bit because hey, this one has a tiny little scratches. This one. This one, this one looks a little funny, so I'm gonna sell this one. I've I've done that with cards, and I've done that with pops. Like I've both of them, like just in great condition, excellent condition. But you're gonna find something that that's what I meant. Like you're gonna hey, whichever one you don't want, the one that the one that looks a little funny, and it's kind of like yeah. you know you got um, you got to smell the box, and whichever one smells that one a little smelled, weirder, yeah. that one you sell. <laughs> yeah, like hey, hey, like this 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 jewel case right here. There's there's on the top right there. Do you see that little thing right there? You see that little thing that's that's a speck of dust. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want that. We got to sell this one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's how, I, that's how I know what it is. That's crazy. And the, but, uh, I got one on whatnot, and then the other one I, saw, I showed it to you on eBay when I sent you a picture, Marcus. Yeah. I, I when I got it, and was I got the first Power Stone a while back. It was a long while. Uh, I got it for like 80, 90 bucks, and oh. I... And then I joined to whatnot. I found this random dude. I I go to everybody's stream. The lower ones, not the high ones, because those prices just skyrocket. Mm-hmm. But I went to a guy. He had ten viewers, five viewers, averaged. And he was. I saw on his auction thing that he was gonna start auctioning Marvel vs. Capcom two. I asked him if I could see that one, and and he had Parson also. He was going to start his bid at $40. Uh-huh. And uh, and for Marvel's Capcom, he was going to start his bid at $70. So I got two steals because Marvel's Capcom goes for like, I'm guessing like $140, 150 Yeah, yeah. And uh, Power Stone goes for $80, 90 
dollars. And this guy, I bought Marvel's Capcom for him for uh, 110. I bought it from him for 110. Oh, nice. So I was like, oh, badass. So I left. I was like, I'm done. Whatever. So I go back. And I'm like, hey, let, me see. let me go see what Power Stone, what's going on with Power Stone. And he tells me, uh, hey, what's up, Booty Daddy? That's my name on what not what not it was a booty daddy uh the i just put up the power stone for the bid and no one wanted it i was like what put it up again real quick <laughs> i got it for 40 42 dollars wow <laughs> you man for mints wow. i was like say less baby i'll take it <laughs> i'll sell my other one nice so i wanted to i wanted to bring something shout out a couple of things you guys uh mentioned some of the things that you use for yours collection as a uh, whatnot ebay amazon uh i know that you can also look at look and find like gems on marketplace some of the time i i've heard that some of the people you deal with on marketplace can be a little abrasive uh so be careful there uh i know i personally have bought a couple things on reddit there's uh, some reddits called game swap and game sale I don't know if either of you all are on Reddit, but I've always had nothing but good experiences there. Um, I know we do have two local shops, at least in our town, called Project X Gaming and The Grid. I know Omar has uh, put me on to going to, I know Project X as of late has been uh, doing real well, you know, a, a little bit newer. But I've also bought a couple things <laughs> at The Grid. So I know that's been cool to have, uh, you know, some other people. And uh, you run into some cool people there that also get to talking about uh, cards and games and stuff like that so uh if you're from around the area go support those local shops uh what other websites i know you mentioned one from china marcus i i didn't catch oh, the name uh this is aliexpress now keep in mind everything here is probably going to be bootleg but if you're looking for something cheap like omar because omar was mentioning like plastic cases or something or something just to kind of store something in. it takes it takes a while it's it's you know some some are better than others. I haven't had a bad experience yet, but people have had bad experiences. Use a website at your own discretion. But again, if you're looking for some cheap stuff, again, bootleg, knockoff, it, it, it's that type of stuff. Um, that might be a place to look. Um, if you're into, because you were talking about like... Um, if yeah, you're just into, like, the, the places where we get stuff, yeah. Yeah. I know PlayAsia. I, I don't know if you ever looked at that. Uh, the reason I mention it is because they do sell like imported games. Some there are fans of imported games. Sometimes Europe or or Japan will get limited editions or collector editions of, of video games that we will not get, and that might be a place to buy them. Uh, to this day, um, I'm still huge, huge into collector's editions and limited editions. If it's a game I want and there's a collector's edition, that's the one I'm buying. I I you know i just bought raincoat a game called raincoat for the switch there was a collection edition i got it um i have there's these games that called the trail series i collection edition i got them zelda had a collection edition i got it xenoblade collection edition i got them i do collect collector edition video game boxes i used to get made i still you know and andrew always say oh you still collect physical games uh yeah Physical games have all the value, and I have over 55, 60 Switch games, and I don't sell my games anymore. Um, I just keep the box, and if, if I don't know if Omar is ever going to get into, like, collector's editions, but if you're looking to, like, make money down the, you know, if you want to um, sell your stuff later on, collector's editions, limited editions of games, they'll go, they go up in value a lot. Man. Um, especially down the, down, down, yeah. down the years. Man, uh, I was at Walmart today, and they had like three boxes of the Zelda Special Edition Switch. I was yeah. like, man, 
I just want to buy it and just put it on the shelf and never open it. That's uh, and that's all you have to do. When Xenoblade Chronicles Two dropped, mind you, again uh, this is this is the collection edition. It was at Target. I found a bunch of copies at Target. I even saw one on sale for 75, 80 bucks when the original price was like 90 with tax, right? Nobody ever bought it. Okay? As you know, Blade Chronicles 2 now, the collection edition on eBay runs for about $250, $300, right? The actual game, just the, just the box with the game, runs for about 80 bucks. The game, for whatever reason, just flew off the shelves. Nobody ever bought it. Had I, and I was going to buy an additional copy just to have there. Uh, additional collector's edition but i didn't it was 70 80 bucks you know what i mean that's that's nothing uh, fast forward three years later 250 bucks easy and 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 it's again i, I will not sell my copy but you know and usually collectors down the road will all of a sudden want to buy these things if you want to play a safe route or if you want to you know invest a little bit you know 200 bucks in the two years or whatever you can always go that route so if you find a if legend and it's going to happen zelda stuff it's gonna happen if you buy the collection edition keep it sealed keep it there it it, it will go up in price whenever you know from the new oh, adopts or whatever definitely so, little word of advice but yeah no play asia collection boxes collection editions limited editions i i still I, I still collect those to a t more modern games i think if omar is a retro collector i'm the other guy i'm yeah. the modern collector so we're closing we're closing in here on the hour right so is there anything else? I have a couple of just uh, funny questions here for the end, fun questions for the end that we're just going to go through quickly. Is there anything else you all want to throw out there in terms of strictly collecting? Or question, a question that you have for Omar, maybe, Marcus. I do have, I, I do have a, a question. You, Omar had mentioned the PS2. Um, you had mentioned Silent Hill. Are, do you know the PS2 library by any chance? Like, do you know how extensive it is? I'm sure it's big, but it's... It's huge, and there's actually and it, and you and the reason I bring it up is because I'm just kind of curious, and maybe you'll go down this rabbit hole. If you're ever looking to collect PS2 games or GameCube games, their library is big, but a lot of the PS2 games, uh, Rico and I had had seen this this article where uh, a lot of these games don't see remakes or never see a light of day ever again. The PS2 actually makes up a huge amount of these of these games. Um, if you're ever looking for like PS2 uh, collector type games, I will let you know which ones because there's a lot. Dark Cloud One, Dark Cloud Two, eight, uh, Dark Cloud eight, Two. Eighteen hundred fifty games, not including variants. One thousand eight hundred and fifty games in the PS2's yeah. library. And, and again, that was just nuts. You know, there's uh, Shadow Hearts, Forever Kingdom, Grandia Two, Grandia One. Again, these these are like P- PlayStation Two titles, and that that haven't even seen the light of day anymore uh they might be playable you know emulators and i guess but like as far as like modern releases these have none wild arms 3 xeno saga which i've been clamoring for a remake um art the lad you know there's just if you ever go down that ps2 hole hey man i you you call me i'll tell you which games because there's a lot the ps2 has a huge library and a lot of amazing games so and it's it's funny that you mentioned that you mentioned the ps2 because uh, out of all the libraries, that's probably one of the ones, in my opinion, that actually rivals the N64 and GameCube and Game Boy Advance, personally. Yeah, I mean, the the most valuable game I have for PS2 is Dragon Ball Z Budokai hey, Tenkaichi 3. Did you that's play that game I or no? Did you play it? 
Yes, I played it. No, I haven't yeah. finished it because I, I don't want to pull it out the case and maybe <laughs> scratch good. it up and I put it back it's in. Good. Like, that, good. That title like game it. still holds up. It holds up beautifully too, man. Because I love all the Budokai ones. They're all fun. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's the one with the vertical. If you're playing two players, um, it has vertical, right? Um, the vertical split screen. But then mm-hmm. when you when you meet up with them, it turns into a huge screen and you just pop, 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 right? You just, yes. you, oh, that's awesome, mm-hmm. dude. That's great. Yeah, that's my most valuable one I have for my PlayStation Two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so, so to wrap things up, I mentioned I had a couple of host questions. Uh, these are going to be like to humor us a little bit and just to learn a little bit of where you stand for some of the things that we all enjoy. Uh, so the first question is more so for myself, Omar. Who is your favorite Pokemon? My favorite Pokemon. Yeah, I don't know how many of the games you've played. From what I understand, it's probably just maybe some of the early ones, maybe only the first gen. But who who would be your favorite Pokemon? Favorite Pokemon would be Charizard. Okay. okay Charizard okay. or Mewtwo? Charizard okay. and Mewtwo. Okay. Solid pick. I respect solid Mewtwo. Pick. Uh, Mewtwo is one of my favorite Pokemon. Um, but Charizard, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it, for me, it's not that I don't like Charizard. It's that I'm bitter about how how much he gets a new form every single game. Every uh, single game. And, and see, cards in the card market even more. Exactly. And there's, oh, there's a Charizard card coming out. Guess what happens to all the packs? Boom! Off the shelves, baby. And that's because in this next Pokemon set that's coming out, Charizard's gonna Charizard's one of the featured Pokemon because he's gonna have uh, it's one of his terror types. So here we go. Yeah, but despite the bitterness, good choice on both. I, I would say. Yeah, Mewtwo solid. Yeah, Hell the good. the Mewtwo. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I'm sure there's probably stronger Pokemon than him now, but he's still strongest to me. That's yeah. right, oh, yeah. baby. Hey, dude, that's Mewtwo, right. Mewtwo, man. Uh, I. Hell yeah, dude. Respect. Yeah. Little crap. Yeah, yeah. so strong in here. Interesting, interesting thing with Mewtwo. He actually just dropped on. Uh, he's dropping on the latest the MMO Pokemon game that they put out. The uh, not MMO. It would be the MOBA, right? It would be a, a oh MOBA. the MOBA. You're talking, you're talking about uh, on Pokemon Unite. Mewtwo Unite. actually just came out, and people are saying people have been saying that there's never been, not never. Because at the at launch there was, but people are flocking back to Pokemon Unite just because Mewtwo is now on it, and he is going to have two different forms. Hell yeah, uh, dude! He is going to have two different forms on there because somewhere along the way they Im- invented something Omar called Mega Evolution, where there's two different forms of Mewtwo. One of them that specializes in strictly attacking. One of them is special attacking. I won't get into it because I know I can go off the off the rails on this kind of stuff. But you're not the only one out there that loves Mewtwo. There's a huge fan base and. You know, even probably more so with Charizard, but there's a lot of Mewtwo lovers out there that are getting on Pokemon Unite just because of him. Uh, so the next question will be uh, more for Marcus. Uh, what Zelda games have you played? And if they're not, not, you don't have to list any games, all the games you've played, but have you played Zelda games? If so, which is your favorite? Has, has, have you ever played a Zelda game, Omar? The only one I completed was Ocarina of Time. That's, that's right. the only one I've completed. That's really? a good one. That's a good hey, one. Dude, complete, baby. No, dude. It, it blows my mind that Omar even played, much less passed as other game, played as other game. You actually, you actually beat, you actually beat it. Yes. When? I, 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 I know it's when you were a kid, right? Do you remember yeah. the game at all? Hell yeah, I remember the boss fight, baby. <laughs> hey, dude. We call, we call him. Uh, 
Granador, or that's his name, right? right? Yes. Uh, pickle. We call him Picklehead. Like, pickle. Oh, <laughs> because kids, of the nose. Like, because of the nose. <laughs> yeah, he was green and he looked like a yeah. pickle. He had like little bumps on him. Like, yeah, he did have that like weird hue on his, hey, his skin. It, yeah. it, it, it was majestic though. Come on, right? You remember it being kind of cool, right? Yeah, he looked like Kevin from SpongeBob, the pickle. <laughs> like, there, there's just something special about the 64, man. He, Omar even played single player games, dude. I know, and that's because lately, I, I know uh, Omar recently kind of got back into. Right, when I say recently, maybe in the past year or so, single player games. Omar's been getting back into single player games by a year, year and a half already, and stuff like that. Because I, you know, me, I've always associated Omar with if multiplayer games, party games, stuff like that. That's where you kind of see him. You know, shooters, obviously shooters, right? And mm-hmm. you know, having Omar play single player games. Is, is a lot of fun because it's like I, I don't I don't picture Omar playing any type of single player game. So again, uh, now f- through this discussion, through this podcast, I've kind of figured out a little bit more or know more a little bit more about Omar's gaming habits, right? Especially kind of venturing down those 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 single player collector games. You mentioned Silent Hill. That one blows my mind that you want that, to try. That was that was eye opening. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that's a great that was a, it's a great little le- uh, list there. I think yeah. the last Silent Hill game also was I think the collection for the 360. Wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, there, yeah. There's also another thing about Silent Hill. Why I want to play it. Uh, <clears throat> Dance Dance Revolution. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, of course. They had, a, they had a song from Silent Hill. I, I believe it was Silent Hill. And I searched it up because I don't know who the artist was. And uh, it said it came from Silent Hill. I was like, mm. I don't remember what the song was called. Mm. And, and was, I was like, what, was it just the interest of it being from there? Was it was it like a good song? Is that what put you onto it? Or I like the song. Okay. I, remember, I remember Silent Hill having a, a a real good soundtrack. It wasn't the best song to dance to on Dance Dance Revolution. It was slow, but it was a dope song. It was a so, yeah, 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 it was yeah. A I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it's all that matters, man. Bangers. Yeah, it was. It was sometimes, a banger. I liked it. Sometimes that's all it takes, man. Like with us, like uh, we've discussed anime and stuff like that. Sometimes you hear a song, and you're like, "Where's that from?" And then all of a sudden, you're 13 episodes in, uh, some new <laughs> I, anime. So I mean, relatable, relatable. Yeah, I've seen so, I've seen anime just because of the opening. So last two questions here. Uh, first one is, who is your go-to Mario character and why? Oof. You know, Smash. I I, I haven't. I, I I think I know the answers to both questions. Uh, that I'm going to ask you, but that first one, who's your first, who's your Mario character and why, you know, whether across tennis, uh, we play, we play smash, we play Mario party. Omar, we play Omar's go to. I, I know who Omar, Omar's go to. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you I know. know. Dude, it's you know a race, baby. Go-to. It's a you race between me, me, Marcus. It's a race to Yoshi, baby. It used to be, not anymore. Uh, oh, Rosalina. Okay. Yeah, it used to be, but yeah, which but means usually... it, which, which means that you always won, right? So oh, he, all time. You, you ran him off of you ran him off of the character. Who yeah. what character is that? He he mentioned it. He said it was Yoshi. Because yeah. growing up, growing up, Rosalind didn't exist. Bowser was never a playable character in in, in uh Mario Kart he was, which is every time he made part Mario Kart, um Bowser is a heavy player and Yoshi uh Yoshi's a a lighter cart that moves best, steers better. Um and we would fight for Yoshi or whatever. And if he, if I couldn't pick Yoshi, I'd pick Bowser. Uh, but it's gone to a point now, headway where Rosalina and Bowser are my two favorites. Um, 
hands down, like Rosemary and Bowser are always going to be there. And so now Omar always has free reign towards Yoshi, which works because if if we played Mario Tennis the other day, was it a few days, three, three or four days ago? Omar mm-hmm. chose Yoshi. I was with Ricky and I chose Bowser and, and Ricky chose DK because Ricky's a DK fan. And then you chose, who did you, who'd you pick? Wario? Did you pick? No. Waluigi. You picked there Waluigi. There you go, baby. You kept saying, he's so tall. Yeah. I, <laughs> nah, man. Messed me up, dude. That's my guy, man. Waluigi. But, Waluigi, but, Wario, and uh, I like DK2 a lot. Yeah, I know, I know we have our favorites. So, so you're, you're DK, Wario, I'm Rosalina Bowser, and Omar's Yoshi. So what got you into Yoshi? Why is Yoshi a favorite character? I when I was a kid, I don't know. It's, he's just always, like, cheerful. Okay. Cheerful? That, yeah, I don't know why. Omar, Omar and cheerful again. And, and Omar... Did, perfect, baby. Perfect. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> outside of this omar's a guy a few words omar omar really doesn't speak omar you know will will talk and we we know what omar's like but if obviously if you're getting competitive omar behind a video game that's a total 180 totally different guy that you're going to be playing with and stuff like that um so the fact and, and again i know omar's always there talking smack and omar says cheerful you pick yoshi because he's cheerful and that's another eyeball opener man so hey, cheerful omar is that is that person even exists <laughs> hey. <laughs> On the basketball court and video games. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. My you mouse running, baby. Right. Every I man agree. for himself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mouse running. So my last question. What is your we know I'm a Pokemon head. Marcus obviously is in the Zelda verse. What is your favorite video game series and why? Again, I feel like I know this. We know this one. Let's we hear know it. this one. I want to know. Oh, why. That, that's easy, baby. That's Gears of War. Gears, Gears of War. Of War. The it was a unique gameplay, uh, a third person, third uh, person tactical, right? Because I think I was a little bit more tactical. Where you kind of like wall, where you kind of wall, um, wall bounce, wall bounce. You kind of run off the walls the way you hop over. You, you know, he the character doesn't really jump in this case. Halo, Halo, they jumped, they jumped, yeah. and it was kind of slow falling in. And then Gears of War came out, and I think that was a whole. It kind of, I I would even go as far as say revolutionized the. The, the gaming aspect there because that third person shooter wall mechanic was something that only gears if i remember correctly ever did and omar was good at it too i never forgot i saw i saw omar the first time he was playing multiplayer and i think you used to play with my cousin aloy right and uh you would go against these guys uh, these top whatever guys and i saw omar would wall bounce and the way he would wall bounce and get these headshots i look at him with disgust i say what the hell did you just do <laughs> Oh well, my god, that that game was unique. Because it still like, is, right? Still oh is. yeah, I, I a lot of people, a lot of people don't like it because, like, if you're bad, you're you're gonna get exposed really <laughs> bad in that game. There's no camping here very much in the in like Gears One and Gears Two, Gears Three started the maps started getting bigger, but for Gears One and Gears Two, when the maps were real small and claustrophobic type stuff, and you're just wall bouncing. Uh, Skin to skin, and whoever hits that shot first, baby, your your body's chorizo. Yeah, and and what did I tell you when we were recording the earlier podcast, uh, Marcus? What Omar? What is the honorable play? The honorable way to play Gears of War? And what exactly do you think of Lancer players? Oh my God! Just go back to Call Call of Duty. Why not? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because what do you play? The shot, what's the shotgun called? Like a slasher? A slasher. A Nasher. Yeah, I remember Omar just, yeah, just wall bounce and shoot him with a Nasher, dude. And he made it look so effortless. I was like, man, what the hell, dude? <laughs> that, was, that was like the whole fun and the whole skill part of the game. And now they're taking it away because 
No, you have someone on the second floor. They had second floor and a lot of second floor areas and Gear, Gears of War 4. Mm-hmm. And you you just see a guy lanterning me with active reload. You know what active reload is, right? Yes, yes, I'm mm-hmm. a active reload. Yeah, active you, reload. You, you, you oh my time God. It, you get a, a damage boost. And then yeah. they're just camping up there. And I'm here running with my Nasher, worthless, on the floor, wall bouncing. And he's like, look at this dumbass, this wall bouncing, <laughs> shooting me with a Nasher from far. I'm like, I'm Yeah, that, that, that guy on the second floor has no idea what, what, what wall bouncing is probably, right? Yeah. Like, the, map, <laughs> the maps are so damn big now. It's just not even fun. Um, I, what, I haven't uh, played yeah. the Gears of War like the way I played Gears 1, 2. Well, didn't we just see, didn't you posted it, Rico, no? Uh, the original Gears of War trilogy has a function. They're, they're going to be uh, functional online man- matchmaking again. Yeah, much like much like uh, I saw the report today, and I think we covered it on the on the news podcast we had earlier, where they are going much like what they did with Call of Duty, where they brought back the servers, fixed everything, matchmaking for the original the, the old school Call of Duties. They are also doing that for uh, Gears One, Two, and Three. Which right away I thought I got to send this to Omar, like he's going to love this. Especially him that he has all the old consoles, uh, probably all the games. I would imagine still as well. Like he can just log on and see see if he still got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually ranked eight hundred some in the world in Wingman. Uh, <laughs> Wingman was the best, baby. Wingman's the best. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I I I would play a lot with these guys, but I was one of those that man, I would get exposed quick when I were was playing in these guys' lobbies until. Until Gears of War three, and they introduced the sawed-off shotgun, which if it's on your screen, it's exploding. So that was like <laughs> the best for me. <laughs> that crap, was a ridiculous. Yeah. That was a ridiculous gun. But for a noob like myself, I was a <laughs> I was a god. That was a god. <laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. Going down that, going down. Geez, Omar just wrecking shop in Gears of War. Uh, what what a. Uh, what got you into Gears Hour? Like, why why is it your favorite franchise? What's the overall story behind that? Um, is it just the gameplay that yeah, you just happen to be ranked 800 in the world in that game that it's your favorite? Or is there, like, a, a, another story tied to it? Well, the 360 was my first console I ever owned by myself. Everything uh-huh. else we've always owned as brothers. We shared uh-huh. it. And I would go to Lloyd's house. I never owned a 360. I don't think I had internet at that time either. And um, or just barely starting to get to, to get internet, and um, Eloy had the 360 already, and he had Gears of War. So I I was playing Gears of War one at his house, and I loved it. Like I was not very good at it at that time, but I, he was he was a uh, I was playing with him split screen, and then once we I got a 360, I started taking my 360 to his house, connecting to the internet, finding a little TV anywhere around his house. Put it in his room. He had his own screen on his room uh, for his 360, and we were just playing in the same room, talking so, crap to everybody. So, so that was your that was your first multi multiplayer online basically experience, or or, or yeah. one of yes. them. Yes, and like and, and, and also console that was yours because we should we should yours, mention yeah. that you you did grow up. Uh, there was three though with two brothers. There's three of you guys, and you are the youngest of the three. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just also having something that is just yours also makes something very, very special. Yeah, I'm sure. That was the first. Well, that in Modern Warfare 2, I think it was. Is that the one with Rust or Modern Warfare 1? Yes, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I jumped into Call of Duty with Rust. 
Yeah, and uh, gaming with Eloy back in the day was quite the experience as well. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. good times. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's it for the for the podcast. We covered a couple little miscellaneous things and a lot of collecting. Uh, I I had a great time. Thanks for joining us. I know that uh, Omar also like myself is a big fan of retro music. So maybe maybe next time we talk a little bit about our love for like the oldies and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm, like I said, I hope you had a good time, Marcus. Anything else to say? No, no. Well, let me pass it over to Omar. Omar, anything else before I sign us out? Um, no, just thanks for having me, and ho- hopefully we can do it again sometime. No, no. I'll absolutely. give you an update update on my collection. Of course, it's going to get bigger. And oh, yeah. I guess one more advice to collectors that, yes, it's great to have local shops around, but if you're trying to look to collecting, try to do it yourself and look on the internet because local stores, you know, it's a business, of course. They try to make money, and they get the good stuff, but, you know, it's going to be priced a, l- a little bit more than what's actually going for. But I, I just word advice to yeah, yeah. Try to look that, for yourself. Yeah, you that's for yourself. That's fair. That's fair. Don't uh, uh, you know? You can initially start like that, but then start to branch out and go a little. Even if it's not within your comfort zone, go go and look for stuff online and compare prices and watch out for yourself because you don't want anybody to take advantage of you. Yeah. Uh, not not that that's what everybody does, but you know, uh, businesses do try and make a little bit for themselves as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, and good also- uh, g- good words. Usually, when and when you go to like cons, like anime cons or comic cons and stuff, there will be collectors and people out there uh, looking to sell the retro games, and it's always good to haggle if you can speak to them. It's always good to kind of bring another price, and you kind of kind of work about like that. But nonetheless, again, uh, like like Omar was saying, um, to all the collectors out there, as collectors, all our collections just grow. We'll sell off a bit just to make way for the new, bigger, better stuff, and we'll just keep growing. So if you're a collector, you know, just we would like to see what you got. Uh, you can always follow us on, on Twitter. Um, you know, we do have our YouTube thing going on. Me and Rico, Rico and I did kind of have our YouTube first video um, already up. And Omar, it was great to have you again. We learned some new, I, <laughs> I learned some new things about you. Rico, again, sounded like he learned a couple of new things about you. And I, I, obviously you can tell that you're very passionate about your retro collection. And we, I geek out, Rico geeks out. So we hope to have you again next time. Um, hope you had a good time, man. What do you think? What do you think about everything overall? How was your experience before we left? Yeah, it was, it was fun. I had a little, little uh, conversation. I've talked the most <laughs> ever. In this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. And Marcus like, acknowledged you as the head of the table. Yeah. Hey, this I'm podcast re- hey, does things. Yeah, I'm going to record that and it has a ringtone or something. I told you, you're not going to get it. But again, again, and that's and that's what we want this this podcast to do. Kind of just have those honest conversations, those real conversations, stuff that you normally norm, normally wouldn't say elsewhere. But it's all it's always good to have fun. It's always good to talk. And I'm I'm really I'm really personally glad that you joined us and actually had a good time. And uh, again, this is we like Omar said, he's talked a lot, so this is a plus. Uh, but again, thank you guys for joining us, Omar. Thank you for joining us, uh, Rico. Thank you. We're good. That's it for me. We're All signing right. out. All right. You guys have a good one. Thank you for joining us.